Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. This episode is sponsored by Goalie Gummies, a perfect addition to your wellness routine. Are you looking for a delicious way to support your overall health? Goalie ACV gummies are made with vitamin B9 and B12 to help support healthy nutrient metabolism and immune function. I have partnered with Goalie to give all of my listeners 20% off and free shipping. Use my coupon code at checkout, the gratitude chick, all one word, to take advantage of this offer. Their website is www.goli.com. That is www.goli.com. Also, don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms at The Gratitude Chick for Facebook and Instagram, at Babes Who Manifest Podcast for Facebook and Instagram, at Babes Who Manifest for TikTok, and Gratitude underscore Chick for Twitter. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of your reading corner with the Gratitude Chick. So as um, you guys know, we are in the science of getting rich. We are almost done with this book. It was it was a pretty short book. Um, and then we're going to go back to finish the Maximize Your Potential book because people actually are wanting the rest of the book. So I am going to go back to finish that book after this. Who knew? Um, I thought you guys were um, kind of stressed out about that book because it was so long, but you guys like the book, so (laughs) I'm going to go back to finish that. So with this Science of Getting Rich, we're on chapter 12. Um, As a reminder, I do read with my own commentary. So chapter 12 says, Efficient Action. You must use your thought as directed in previous chapters and and begin to do what you can do where you are. And you must do all that you can do where you are. You can advance only by being larger than your present place. And no man is larger than his present place who leaves undone any of the work pertaining to that place. The world is advanced only by those who more than fill their present places. If no man quite filled his present place, you can see that there must be a going backward in everything. Those who do not quite fill their present places are dead weight upon society, government, commerce, and industry. They must be carried along by others at a great expense. Woof. The progress of the world is retarded. Woof harsh word only by those who do not feel the places they are holding they belong to a former age and a lower stage or plane of life and their tendencies is toward degeneration no society could advance if every man was smaller than his place social evolution is guided by the law of physical and mental evolution in the animal world evolution is caused by excess of life When an organism has more life than can be expressed in the functions of its own plane, it develops the organs of a higher plane and a new species is originated. 
There never would have been new species had there not been organisms which more than filled their places. The law is exactly the same for you. Your getting rich depends upon you applying the principle to your own affairs. Every day is either a successful day or a day of failure. And it is the successful days which get you what you want. If every day is a failure, you can never get what you you can never get rich. While if every day is a success, you cannot fail to get rich. If there is something that may be done today and you do not do it, you have failed insofar as that thing is concerned, and the consequences may be more disastrous than you imagine. You cannot foresee the results of even the most trivial act. You do not know the workings of all the forces that have been set moving on your behalf. Much may be depending on your doing some simple act. It may be the very thing which is to open the door of every opportunity to very great possibilities. You can never know all the combinations which supreme intelligence is making for you in the world of, in the world of things and of things and of human affairs. Your neglect or, fairy, or failure to do some small thing may cause a long delay in getting what you want. Do every day all that can be done that day. There is, however, a limitation or qualification of the above that you must take into account. You are not to overwork nor to blindly rush into your business in the effort to do the greatest possible number of things in the shortest possible time. You are not to try to do tomorrow's work today, nor to do a week's work in a day. It is really not the number of things you do, but the efficiency of each separate action that counts. Every act is in itself either a success or a failure. Every act is in itself either effective or inefficient. Every inefficient act is a failure, and if you spend your life in doing inefficient acts, your whole life will be a failure. Jeez. The more things you do, the worse for you. If all your acts are inefficient ones, on the other hand, every efficient act is a success in itself. And if every act of your life is an efficient one, your whole life must be a success. The cause of failure is doing too many things in an inefficient manner and not doing enough things in an efficient manner. And while I agree, I do believe that there is something to failure. There are a lot of people who have failed many times and it just took that right one time for a success. That kind of brings me to the story of Thomas Edison. As you guys know, he invented the light bulb and in his attempts to invent the light bulb, he failed some 1,000 times or they call it now unsuccessful attempts. But in reality, he failed 1,000 times. So if he, now that, that and, and what he's saying is inefficient, he failed, right? But had he had this vein right here and said, oh, my life is a, you know, is a failure. I'm just going to go and put my hand in the sand. What would have happened to electricity? Would someone else have invented it? Possibly. But he continued to go and continued to try. And they even said two of his teachers had said he was stupid. But he is the one who invented the light bulb. 
but it also took him 1,000 times, 1,000 unsuccessful attempts to get the one time right. So even though this is what he's saying, I would say never give up on your dreams. That is my opinion. You will see that it is self-evident proposition that if you do not do any inefficient acts, and if you do a sufficient number of efficient acts, you will become rich. If now it is possible for you to make each act an efficient one, you see again that the getting of riches is reduced to an exact science like mathematics. The matter turns then on the question whether you can make each separate act a success in itself. And this you can certainly do. You can make, you can make each act a success because all power is working with you and all power cannot fa- fail. Power is at your service, and to make each act efficient, you have only to put power into it. Every action is either strong or weak, and when everyone is strong, you are acting in the certain way, which will make you rich. Every act can be made strong and efficient by holding your vision while you are doing it and putting the whole power of your faith and your purpose into it. It is at this point that the people fail who separates mental power from personal action. They use the power of mind in one place and at one time, and they act in another place and at another time. So their acts are not successful in themselves. Too many of them are inefficient. But if all power goes into every act, no matter how commonplace, every act will be successful in itself. And as in the nature of things, every success opens the way to other successes. Your progress toward what you want and the progress of what you want toward you will become increasingly rapid. Remember that successful action is cumulative in its results. Since the desire for more life is inherent in all things, when a man begins to move toward larger life, more things attach themselves to him and the influence of his desire is multiplied. Do every day all that you can do that day and do each act in an efficient manner. In saying that you must hold your vision while you are doing each act, however trivial or commonplace, I do not mean to say that it is necessary at all times to see the vision distinctly to its smallest details. It should be the work of your leisure hours to use your imagination on the details of your vision and to contemplate them until they are firmly fixed upon memory. If you wish speedy results, spend spend practically all your spare time in this practice. By continuous contemplation, you will get the picture of what you want even to the smallest details so firmly fixed upon your mind and so completely transferred to the mind of formless substance that in your working hours you need only to mentally refer to the picture to stimulate your faith and purpose and cause your best effort to be put forth. Contemplate your picture in your leisure hours until your consciousness is full of it that you can grasp it instantly. You will become so enthused with its bright promises that the mere thought of it will call forth the strongest energies of your whole being. Now, I definitely agree with this, but I'm going to give you guys an example. I am an avid reader, right? I read more than I watch television. 
And I have I have been reading so much this year that I don't even want to watch TV. You know, sometimes I watch, I'll turn on television um, when I'm cooking or, um, you know, I'll eat at the counter in the kitchen and I'll turn on television. But once I'm done eating, the TV goes off. So maybe 30 to 40 minutes a day, maybe a day is the television on. And that's really reality. Sometimes, and I literally have five TVs in my house. So sometimes the TV don't come, doesn't come on at all. And it's just simply because I love to read more than I love to watch The Idiot Box. Reading opens my mind and it makes, it, it really does, especially if the writer is good at writing their scenes, it makes the mental picture of what I'm reading in my mind and it turns into a movie for me. So because I have that ability when reading, what I often propose to people when they want to know how to to build this mental picture in their mind, I often, you know, propose to them the idea of scripting out what it is that they want. Write it down. Because once you write it down, it can help to formulate that thing in your mind to hold it clear and crisp. That is what I recommend to people because I know a lot of people, um, I often tell them to visualize and a lot of people really just don't know how to. And it's just simply because too many people allow too many outside influences in their mind instead of honing their mind themselves. And when I say honing it, I mean, you know, reading is the best way because when you're reading like fiction, not just, you know, these kind of books, but fiction, when you're reading fiction, you have to see it is, it's part of, of reading, really, you're seeing in your mind's eye, what you're reading. And I am hopeful that everybody sees it the way that I do. In my mind, there is a picture being broadcast on on my mind of what it is that I'm reading. I can see the characters in my mind. I can see the actions that they're taking. I can see their face when they laugh. Like these are things that come in my mind as I'm reading a fiction book. So when I tell you guys to script out what it is that you want, the scenes that you want to see throughout the day, it is it is purely to be clear and concise on what it is you want, how you want it to occur, write it out, read it to yourself, and plaster it on your mind to hold that vision. That is really, to me, the entire reason why you script. I don't even understand what other reason there could be for scripting other than writing the scene so that you can see it on the scene of your mind. That's it. So let us begin. Let us again repeat our syllabus and by slightly changing the closing statements, bring it to the point we have now reached. There is a thinking stuff from which all things are made and which in its original state permeates, penetrates, and fills the interspaces of the universe. A thought in this substance produces the thing as imaged by the thought. Man can form things in his thought and by impressing his thought upon formless substance can cause the thing he thinks about to be created. In order to do this, man must pass from the competitive to the creative mind. He must form a clear mental picture of the things he wants 
and do with faith and purpose all that can be done each day doing each separate thing in an efficient manner so that was chapter number 12 so as we're only about 15 minutes in i'm going to keep going to chapter 13 chapter 13 getting into the right business success in any particular business depends for one thing upon your possessing in a well-developed state the faculties required in that business Without good musical faculty, no one can succeed as a teacher of music. Without well-developed mechanical faculties, no one can achieve great success in any of the mechanical trades. Without tact and the commercial faculties, no one can succeed in mercantile pursuits. But to possess in a well-developed state the faculties required in your particular vocation does not ensure getting rich. There are musicians who have remarkable talent and who yet remain poor. There are blacksmiths, carpenters, and so on who have excellent mechanical ability but who do not get rich. And there are merchants with good faculties for dealing with men who nevertheless fail. The different faculties are tools. It is essential to have good tools, but it is also essential that the tools should be used in the right way. One man can take a sharp saw, a square, a good plane, and so on, and build a handsome article of furniture. Another man can take the same tools and set to work to duplicate the article, but this production will be a botch. He does not know how to use good tools in a successful way. The various faculties of your mind are the tools with which you must do the work which is to make you rich. It will be easier for you to succeed if you get into business for which you are well equipped with mental tools. Generally speaking, you will do best in that business which will use your strongest faculties, the ones for which you are naturally best fitted. But there are limitations to this statement also. No man should regard his vocation as being irrevocably fixed by the tendencies with which he was born. You can get rich in any business, for if you have not the right talent, for you can develop that talent. It merely means that you will have to make your tools as you go along instead of confining yourself to the use of those with which you were born. It will be easier for you to succeed in a vocation for which you already have the talents in a well-developed state, but you can succeed in any vocation for you can develop any rudimentary talent And there is no talent of which you have not at least a rudiment. And in in today's speak, (laughs) I will say that um, you can pretty much be, do, have anything that you want in life because there's so much education out here. And and it's not just four-year education. There are so many certifications. There are plenty of people in IT and um, what is it? Uh, secu- what is, what's the security network security and all these um, private security and all they do is get certifications. So there is no really. I won't say that there is no need for four year colleges and things like that because I am a huge proponent of education. But I do know and I am well aware that not everybody wants to go to college and spend you know, thousands of dollars doing it. They want to go and take this course and go get a job. This, and then and, and then down the way, maybe, you know, they get with a good company that will pay for them to go to school. There is no right or wrong way. 
when I was, you know, growing up, the way after high school was to go to college. I didn't, I wasn't afforded the opportunities that these kids have now. So my niece, if she doesn't want to go to college, what do you want to do? If you want to go into network security or anything like that, there are so many certifications, go get one and start there. And then if you want to go back to college, get your company to pay you to go back to college. Whatever it is that you want to do, you don't have to just accept what it is that you're good at. Like if you're a good cook and you go and work for a restaurant, if that's not what you want to do, but that's what you're good at, that's what you're good at, do what you want to do. Find what it is that you want to do and do it. And this is what, it took me years to figure this out. And again, if it was not for social media and technology, I may not have, you know, been able to get to this point where I am now doing what it is that I love, which is, you know, recording my podcast, writing now, you know, all of these things that I love to do. So, and and now I have even got figured out a way to start writing fiction books because I didn't, you know, really know how to do it at first. But there are creative writing classes out there that I don't have to go back to college for. So my thing for anybody who is listening, college is awesome and I'm a proponent of college. But there are other ways to go about getting into the field that you want. Try certification. There's a company out here called UD as in door, E-M as in Mary Y.com. U-D-E-M-Y.com. They have thousands of certifications. And go and get a certification. They have flash sales where a certification that was once, uh, excuse me, not a certification. These are classes. They are classes that get you ready for the certification. So go and look up there because there are classes that you can take for $150, $200. And then there are some times where they will send you an email once you sign up and say, hey, flash sale today. This $150 class is marked down to $19.99 or $29.99. That happens. I've bought four classes that way. So I I only, you know, stop to tell you guys this because while I am a a huge proponent of college, there are in this day and age so many ways to go around about getting into the, the line of business that you want that does not even include college at the beginning, you know? So I just thought I would tell you guys that because in this book, you know, they were stunted really for what they could do when he wrote this book because the the industries that we have now did not exist at all then you know so go and figure out what it is that you want to do go to that website I gave you guys I don't get money for that but it's a bomb website out here with professionals who are working in this every day of their lives and they come and teach classes for you Okay, so that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) You will get rich most easily in point of effort if you do that for which you are best fitted to. But you will get rich most satisfactorily if you do that which you want to do. Agreed. Doing what you want to do is life, and there is no real satisfaction in living if we are compelled to be forever doing something which we do not like to do and can never do what we want to do. 
and it is certain it is certain that you can do what you want to do the desire to do it is proof that you have within you the power which can do it and i agree i and and there is nothing wrong with starting a side business to grow it while you're doing something that you know to do i am doing something that i know to do while i'm doing what i want to do now that i've found what i want to do once i build up what i want to do what i know to do will go away but i need i need to do what i know to do cuz that pay that's going to pay the bills right <laughs> so i have to do both right now desire is a manifestation of power the desire to play music is the power which can play music seeking expression and development the desire to invent mechanical design devices is the mechanical talent seeking expression and development where there is no power either developed or underdeveloped to do a thing there is never any desire to do that thing and where there is strong desire to do a thing it is certain proof that the power to do it is strong and only requires to be developed and applied in the right way all things else being equal it is best to select the business for which you have the best developed talent but if you have a strong desire to engage in any particular line of work you should select the work that is the ultimate end at which you aim you can do what you want to do and it is your right and privilege to follow the business or a avocation which will be most congenial and pleasant you are not obliged to do what you do not like to do and should not do it except as a means to bring you to the doing of the thing you want to do if there are past mistakes whose consequences have placed you in an undesirable business or environment you may be obliged for sometimes to do what you do not like to do but you can make the doing of it pleasant by knowing that it is making it possible for you to come to the doing of what you want to do If you feel that you are not in the right vocation, do not act too hastily in trying to get into another one. The best way generally to change business or environment is by growth. Do not be afraid to make a sudden and radical change if the opportunity is presented and you feel after careful consideration that it is the right opportunity. But never take sudden or radical action when you are in doubt as to the wisdom of doing so. There was never any hurry on the creative plane and there is no lack of opportunity. When you get out of the competitive mind, you will understand that you never need to act hastily. No one else is going to beat you to the thing you want to do. There is enough for for all. If one space is taken, another and a better one will be open for you a little further on. There is plenty of time when you are in doubt, wait. fall back on the contemplation of your vision and increase your faith and purpose and by all means in times of doubt and indecision cultivate gratitude and i will say no not in times of doubt and indecision cultivate gratitude in all things give thanks all things a day or two spent in contemplating the vision of what you want and an earnest thanksgiving that you are getting it will bring your mind into such close relationship with the supreme that you will make no mistake when you do act there is a mind which knows all there is to know and you can come into close 
unity with this mind by faith and the purpose to advance in life. If you have deep gratitude. Mistakes come from acting hastily or from acting in fear or doubt or in forgetfulness of the right motive, which is more life to all and less to none. As you go on in the certain way, opportunities will come to you in increasing number and you will need to be very steady in your faith and purpose and to keep in close touch with all mind by reverent gratitude. Do all that you can do in a perfect manner every day but do it without haste, worry, or fear. Go as fast as you can, but never hurry. Remember that in the moment you begin to hurry, you cease to be a creator and become a competitor. You drop back upon the old plane again. Whenever you find yourself hurrying, call a halt. Fix your attention on the mental image of the thing you want and begin to give thanks that you are getting it. The exercise of gratitude will never fail to strengthen your faith and renew your purpose. And I agree with that. You guys already know I am the gratitude chick. I agree with anything that has to do with gratitude. So guys, we are in at the end of chapter number 13. We are going to pretty much, we may end up finishing the book on the next um, episode just simply because, like I said, uh, the Kindle doesn't, didn't give, um, it usually gives times between chapters but in this instance it only gives it tells me there's 32 minutes left in the book and we're 81 percent in so more than likely we'll be done with the next uh episode with this book so um thank you guys for tuning in today for this episode of the science of getting rich and as i told you guys with the last episode we're going to go back to the um, Maximize Your Potential book um, to finish it up. We were 50% through, but it was 300 pages. And although we made it to about 159, I felt that, you know, you guys were getting kind of restless with it. But I can see when I go back and look at my analytics that that book is being listened to even right now. So I'm going to go, and it's it's quite a few views uh, or plays as as it were. So I'm going to go back and um, finish that book up for you guys. And um, also after that, we're going to do go back and finish up um, Florence Scovel Shin's book. I, it's gone out of my mind. Oh, The Game of Life and How to Play It. So we've got some good books for the summer. Um, yeah, we've got some good stuff on tap for the summer. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to add gratitude as a daily practice in your life. I promise you your life will change once you add the daily practice of gratitude. You guys have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to subscribe and give my podcast five stars. If you have not already, join my Facebook group, Babes Who Manifest.